0: We are on Yevamos Lamed Amid Aleph 30A3 in the Art Scroll Gemara. We are up to now the third Mishnah. Uh, The third Mishnah of the four different Mishnahs which have a similar structure uh, with slight differences. And these differences play uh, a big role in the uh, halacha in the end of the day. And there are some uh, fundamental concepts that come out of these different uh, cases. So we're up to the third Mishnah, today we'll cover the Mishnah and the Gemara, it's just a few lines of the Gemara to that Mishnah, and then in the next recording, we will discuss the last Mishnah of the four, of the four Mishnahs which are very similar. So again, the structure, the basic structure structure is a case of three brothers, Reuven, Shimon and Levi. Uh, Two of the brothers, let's say Reuven and Shimon, are married to two sisters. So Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters, Mrs. Reuven and Mrs. Shimon are sisters. So let's see the Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows Shlosha we have three brothers, Ruben, Shimon, and Levi. Shnai Two of them are married to two sisters. Ruben and Shimon are married to two sisters. And one Levi is married to somebody else who's not a sister, not related at all. So what happens? So first, let's say one of the husbands of one of the sisters dies. So let's say Shimon dies without any children. So now that wife, Mrs. Shimon, certainly is exempt from Yibam and chalitza with regards to Ruvain, because it's Ruvain's wife's sister. But she's able to do Yibam to Levi, to the other brother, and that's what she does. She does Levi, she does Yibam with Levi, the third brother. But then what happens is, then Ruvain's wife, Mrs. Ruvain, passes away. And so Ruvain's wife passes away, uh, as we've explained uh, many times in the past, uh, the only one of the only cases where a, a uh, prohibition to an immediate relative it could go away is when a person's wife passes away. So then they become permissible to her sister. When she's alive, it's forbidden. Even if they were to get divorced, it would still be forbidden. But once she passes away, uh, so then it's permissible to marry her sister. And so essentially, Ruvain's wife, Mrs. Ruvain, passes away, and so now he would have the potential to marry uh, Mrs. Levy, who was originally Mrs. Shimon, uh, but Shimon passed away, and then Levy did yibam to Mrs. Shimon. So now, Ruvain would be, uh, technically, would be allowed to marry Mrs. Shimon, who is now Mrs. Levy, but he can't because she's currently married to Mrs. Levy, to, to Levy. But what happens? But now Levy dies. So Levi dies, and so what is the halacha? Levi dies, and Levi has two wives. Um, he has two wives. So what is the halacha? One of his wives is is the original wife of Shimon, who was also originally the sister in law of Reuben, Reuben's wife's sister. But now Reuben's wife has passed away. So is Reuben allowed to do yibum with uh, Mrs. Levi, who was originally Mrs. Shimon? Is that allowed, or is that not allowed? So we say, no, it's not allowed. Even though, really, he's, it's permissible for him to marry her under any other circumstance where a person's wife passes away, it's, it's permissible to marry his wife's sister. In this case, we say, we apply the following principle. Harei zua alav olamis. We say that there's a principle that of Nesra that once, since there was one point in time, when Shimon passed away, Mrs. Shimon was not allowed to do ebom. With Ruvain so because there was a point in time where uh, she fell to Yibam, where her husband passed away without any children, and she fell to Yibam, and she was forbidden to marry Shep Ruvain So because of that, since that happened at some point in time, so therefore she becomes forbidden forever. She's it's she's never allowed uh, to do Yibam with uh, Reuven, even if she marries Levi and then Levi passes away. Still, it's since there was some point in time where she's forbidden to marry Reuven, that continues to last forever. This is a principle called Nasra, which we've had a few times in the past, this concept called Nasra, that once it's forbidden, even if it becomes permissible later on because Reuven's wife passes away, still, the prohibition continues to remain and to exist. So what exactly is the logic behind this? This is a big discussion. What exactly, why is this true? Uh, But just two different perspectives as to why this is true, and then we'll see the Gemara. Uh, One perspective is that the only reason why this could ever be permissible is if we have removed... One of the big ideas of Yibam is that we remove the prohibition to marry your brother's wife. So Shimon's wife is only permissible uh, because it it falls within the context of Yibam. However, once Shimon passed away, the moment that Shimon passed away, and uh, his wife is not allowed to do Yibam to Ruvain. So then the Aishis Ach continues to exist. That prohibition to marry your brother's wife continues to exist, just like it's pro- there's a prohibition to marry your brother's wife after your brother passes away. If they were to have children, there would be a prohibition to marry your brother's wife. So so to any circumstance where uh, there's no option for Yebum uh, in a case where the brother passes away without any children, <coughs> for example, in this case, because it's also your Reuven's wife's sister, uh, so then, the ashes ach, that prohibition of marrying your brother's wife continues to exist. It doesn't fall away. It continues to exist, and since it continues to exist, uh, so then even if she were to do yibum with Levi, but she's still viewed as Shimon's wife. That prohibition continues. She's both Shimon's wife. Shimon passed away, but she's and she's Levi's wife. But being Shimon's wife, that continues to remain as part of her identity, and therefore there's a prohibition for her to do yibum with. Ruvain because Ruvain, there's still a prohibition it's still Reuven's brothers i.e. Shimon's wife which is a prohibition uh, and he would not be allowed to do Yibum with uh, Shimon's wife uh, that's one option even though Reuven's wife Ruvain's, his own wife passed away uh, still that prohibition of marrying the brother's wife continues to exist and that is one approach uh, another approach, an alternative approach is that uh, the moment in time where there's a possibility for Zika to occur, uh, for this uh, connection to occur, is at the moment of death, the death of Shimon. And since at the moment of death of Shimon, there was, no op- there was no option for Zika, because they were related some other way. It was Reuven's wife's sister, so then that Zika can never come back. That Zika can never come back, and therefore there can never be a possibility for Yibam with regards to Shimon's wife, who then ends up becoming Levi's wife, But still, even if Halevi were to pass away without any children, still the Zika never returns. So those are two uh, different ways of looking at this situation of Nasra. This is an important principle of Nasra that once uh, there's a scenario where there's no option for Yibam because they're related, even if that that factor goes away because Ruben's wife passes away, uh, still she remains forbidden forever. So the Gemara is now going to discuss uh, two other cases, two other similar cases of Nasra. And the Gemara says as follows: Am Rav, Rav says this principle of Nasra, This is what Rav says. Kol aleha, Rav says that any time where we have a yivama, uh, where at the time of death we cannot say we say that there's no possibility for yivam on a Torah level. There's no option for yivam. We say that she's like an achis ach. She she's like a Sister-in-law where they had children. And just like when it comes to sister-in-law where they had children, it's forbidden. So then so then, so too, it would be forbidden in this case, in, in, in the case that Rob is discussing. The like Gemara is going to explain what exactly is the case that Rob is discussing, but we'll get there in a minute. But Rob says this principle of Nesra. And he says that it's like an Aces Akshis Labanam. It's equivalent to having a sister-in-law where they had children, where it's forbidden to marry your sister-in-law. Even if your husband were to pass away, it would still be forbidden to marry uh, your sister-in-law. Uh, before we continue on in the Gemara, uh, there is a discussion also, which might be related to our previous discussion, whether or not it's how, uh, how do how much do we equate it to to the sister-in-law who has children? If a person were to marry their sister-in-law who has children, that would be an isr kares. That would be a very severe Torah prohibition of marrying your sister-in-law, your brother's wife, even if your brother passed away, since they have children. So do we say every case of Nasra even though the fact or the reason why you you couldn't do Yibum originally falls away because Reuben's wife pa- passed away, do we say that it's still an Issar Kares? It's still a severe prohibition, equivalent to marrying your sister in law in a time where Yibum is not uh, is not an option. Is it really like Kares, or do we say that no, it doesn't have the punishment of Kares? That the idea of Nasra is that you're forbidden, but it's not as severe as Kuris. That is a that is a discussion. Either way, the Gemara asks, what is Rav teaching us? Rav is a is, is an Amora. He's from the time period of the Gemara. Uh, what is he adding? We already have our Mishnah. Our Mishnah already says this concept of Nesra. So what exactly is Rav adding? My Kamash Tanina. We already have this in a Mishnah. Nesra. We have this concept of Nesra already uh, from our Mishnah. From our very Mishnah. So the Gemara answer is as follows. This is the Rav's case and this is uh, what he's coming to add. Rob is discussing the following case. Let's say we have exactly our Mishnah. We have three brothers. Uh, let's say Reuben and Shimon are married to two sisters. Levi is married uh, to somebody else. And our case where Shimon passed away and now, um, and now Shimon's wife, Mrs. Shimon, is has the option of doing Yibim or Chalitza. Now she can't do Yibim with Reuven because Reuven's wife's, is sisters with Mrs. Shimon, uh, but she has the potential to do yibum with Levi. So the Mishnah discussed the case where she does yibum with Levi. Rav is discussing the case of, let's say she didn't do yibum with Levi. Let's say she hasn't done anything yet. She hasn't done anything yet, but at that same time where she hasn't done anything yet, but Ru- Shimon passed away, at that same time, Ruvain's wife then passes away. So before she does anything, before she does uh, yibum with Levi, so Ruvain's wife passes away. And so now Ruvain should be should have the option of doing Yibam chalitza with Shimon's wife, because Ruvain's own wife passed, passed away. There's no longer this prohibition of to Mrs. Shimon from the perspective of being Ruvain's wife's sister, because Ruvain's wife passed away. So the Gemara says, you might have thought that in this case, Ruvain could do Yibam to Shimon's wife, to Mrs. Shimon. Why? Because you might have thought the principle of Nasra only applies when uh, during that entire time period of, of Zika... Uh, she never had the option of doing yibum with Reuven. She did yibum with Levi, and during that entire time period, she was never allowed to do yibum with Reuven in our Mishnah, because Reuven's wife was always alive once she did yibum with Levi, so that sort of completed that whole process. During that entire time, she had no option of doing yibum with Reuven, and only after she did yibum with Levi, so then Reuven's wife passed away. That is the Mishnah's case, but in our case, since at some point in time, uh, i.e., after Reuven's wife passed away, she now is eligible to Reuven, and she hasn't done anything yet. So you might think the principle of Nasra does not apply because the principle of Nesra might only apply after she did something to somebody. To, she did Yibam with somebody else, uh, and so now uh, she's no longer permissible to Reuven. But if she didn't do anything yet and she becomes permissible to Reuven, so you might have thought that. Um, that she should become permissible to Ruven. Comes Rav to tell us, no, it's not true. Even in this case, there is uh, even in this case, uh, there is Nasra, and she's forbidden to Ruvain. Since and the idea is that since at the moment of death, she becomes forbidden to Ruvain, even if Ruven's wife passes away later on, uh, before she before Mrs. Shimon even does anything. Uh, so then it, the principle of Nesra continues to apply and the defining moment is the moment of death of Mrs. Shimon's husband, of Shimon and since at that time of death uh, Ruvain is, is prohibited for Rubain to, to do Yibam to Mrs. Shimon so therefore she she's always forbidden to Ruvain the Gemara now asks from another Mishnah why do we have to have all these different cases we have another Mishnah, a different Mishnah which has a very similar case Hanami Tanina, we learn this principle out also from another Mishnah so we have another mission which also discusses the principle of Nasra. That mission discusses the following case. This is the case. Two brothers are married to two sisters. That's it. Reuben and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah to two sisters. To Mrs. Reuben and Mrs. Shimon to Rachel and Leah. To two sisters. One of the husbands dies. So let's say Shimon passes away without any children. And then. Um, and then Ruvain's wife dies. So it's very similar to the case that we just described, except that in this new case of the Mishnah, there are only two brothers. We don't have three brothers. There are only two brothers. Uh, and so now uh, Ruvain's wife passes away. So we should say that he should be uh, have the option of doing yibam to Mrs. Shimon, to the sister. Uh, and we say no, because of Nasra. we say it's not allowed. So why do we need to have Rav's case where there are three brothers, We have basically the same exact case when there are just two brothers in a different Mishnah. And we say Nasra. And we say even though she didn't do anything yet, uh, there's still a principle of Nasra. So the answer is as follows. No, there's a big difference between two brothers and three brothers. Whether there's that other brother who has the potential to do evil. In the mission that we just described, we had two brothers, one of the brothers passes away, and then the other brother's wife passes away after that, shortly after. So in that case, once the brother passes away at that moment of death, and she's forbidden to Reuven, there are no other brothers. There's absolutely no option. She has no connection to anybody because there's no other brothers. The one brother that's alive, uh, she doesn't even have a connection to, because that brother at that point in time of death uh, was also uh, related to her. It was the brother's wife's sister. And so she's free to go. free to marry whoever she wants. There's no other connection that she has. She can marry anybody that she wants. She can't marry Reuven, but she can marry anybody else that she wants, uh, in the world. And so she has basically left this situation completely. She left this house because she's not connected to anybody. But in our case, the case of Rav, where there are three brothers, and there's this, there's this one other brother besides Reuven. There's this brother Levi, who is related. Sorry, who is not who who is a brother-in-law, but is not related. Any other way. And he has the option of doing yibum. So she now still has a connection. She still has a Zika connection. She's not free to marry whoever she wants. She's still connected to this house. So one might have thought that she has the option of doing yibum to Levi. So then once Reuven's wife passes away. Maybe she should also have the option of doing yibum uh, to uh, to Reuven. Because she she has to do something. Because Levi, she has that connection to Levi. Maybe she now, that connection now re- comes comes now that Reuven's wife passes away, that connection continues on to Reuven, comes Rav to tell us, no, that in all three cases, in the end of the day, all three cases, uh, we say that there is no option uh, for Yibam because of the principle of Nasra. We continue to apply the principle of Nasra for all three cases, and in the end of the day, since at the moment, it's all based on the moment of death, if at the moment of death of Shimon, of Mrs. Shimon's husband, there is no option for Yibam, to Reuven. So then that continues to exist. There will never be an option for Ruvain to marry Mrs. Shimon. We assume either the Zika can never reappear or appear later on. Uh, or we say that uh, the prohibition of Ashes' Ach, the fact that it's his brother, Shimon's wife, that continues to exist. That only is removed in a context of Yibam. But since there's no context of, con- of Yibim here... Uh, because it's a, at the moment of death, there is no option for yibum. So there remains to be a prohibition of marrying your brother's uh, wife. So in all three cases, again, all three cases, whether it's a case of two brothers married to two sisters, and one brother passes away, and then the other brother's wife shortly thereafter passes away, uh, still we say that Nazareth, There's no yibum. Whether it's a case of three brothers, uh, whether uh, l- even after Levi does yibum to Mrs. Shimon, still Reuven is prohibited to. Uh, to Mrs. Shimon, who is now ma- married to Levi, and then Levi passes away, or even if it's before Levi passes away, Reuven's wife passes away, uh, still Reuven is prohibited to Mrs. Shimon. In all three cases, we apply the principle of Nesra. We will continue with the next Mishnah in the next recording.